0: We want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name is Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders, past, present and emerging. Oh, it's the little podcast, babe.
1: I have just started listening to music. <laughs>
0: panda Fluffer, like it's very specific. There's <laughs> no reason you can't have a cult focused on
1: garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. When you ate it, it tasted like you were eating poison. <laughs> yeah, you're right there, darling. First <laughs> of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut <laughs> wear. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh, my God. Tuck it into your waistband. <laughs> you and sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband being like... Hello. You would be the most <laughs> annoying
1: goes. You know what? <laughs> I'd like to be better
0: at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. <laughs>
1: Check where where you get your protein from. I don't even know why I call you my best friend.
0: <laughs> You're listening to We Want To Be Better, the socially conscious, upskilling comedy podcast hosted by myself, Bianca Ismolovsky. And me,
1: Annie Nolan. Oh, good morning, Annie. How are you? Well, you... Uh, Bearing witness to how how I am, my day-to-day life. (laughs) I'm I'm loving
0: getting an insight, a peek behind the curtain, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Actually, I feel quite validated. Right? Yeah, because now I'm like, well, all those times I'm like, oh, I'm busy or I've got the kids this or da-da-da. And I get like self-conscious that maybe you think that I'm... Oh, that you're laying it on a bit thick. Thick, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, because... I,
0: I mean, I'm single now, but I have dealt with well. What we're talking about today, the mental load just from having one male in my life. So having a male and three kids <laughs> and six pets and now you know a house guest that masturbates all the time. <laughs> I, um, I, I personally uh, don't know how you do it. So yeah. Oh my god, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Look,
1: I'm so <laughs> scarred. <laughs>
0: Um I don't know if you if you guys follow my Instagram but I did talk the other day about how I just was having a little cheeky
1: mid-afternoon
0: maz. maz just having a little mm. maz <clears throat> and I it was like the first moment I'd had to myself all day cuz you've been working so hard out here and I just thought I'll <laughs> yeah, just Yeah that's <laughs> right.
1: I was working so hard and you Clearly we're working so hard to No, you weren't working hard for it at all. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah,
0: I um and then you went inside, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go have a lie down because I really need it. And I was like, yeah, you've worked really hard. And I thought, I'll use this opportunity <laughs> to just have a cheeky little maz. And then um <clears> Hmm.
1: <throat> I walked walking. in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your face, like, I'm trying to pull my pants up, and you're like, oh, were you? I think what you said, Are you were you meditating or something? And I was like, no. And you're like, oh, you have having a mask. And I was like, I was. Yep, there's no point in lying. Yeah, you caught me masturbating. Um, and then
1: you turned, you were so embarrassed. And I was like, it's not that bad. I died. Mm. And then came back down. And then I died again <laughs> when I realised what happened. And it went to heaven. And then it came back down. I just felt like I died like several times over. Yeah. And yeah, it was really... I mean, there's really nothing in our relationship now that hasn't been said or
0: done. Yeah, I know. It's Um, concerning. Another thing that we've gotten up to now that we live together, which, I mean, I don't know if I should just come out right out and say it, but we have been watching porn together. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel terrible because I don't want the listeners to think that we've now, like our relationship has taken
1: another level but it's not,
0: it's not porn per se No.
1: But it is porn. Well actually this is our book club that we're bringing. Oh book club. Yeah. Okay, what we want you to do we're not
0: going to like have a sit down and read a book but we want you to just go on Stan and watch some hardcore porn so we can talk about it next week and we'll all know what we're talking about That's what we want. That's our book club, yeah
1: All these other all these other podcasts like read something really like intellectual and stuff. And we're like, now, so go away. <laughs> <laughs> watch and, some porn. Yeah, watch some porn. Come back. We're going to have a chat about it. Well, it's interesting. What, oh, the show shit. that we've been
0: watching together is Gigolos. And for those of you that don't know, Gigolos is a reality TV show on uh, Stan. And it's it's like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, kind of that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like following along these people's lives and they just happen to be Gigolos. So you've got like the reality <laughs> TV aspect and then you actually see them. They do that thing where they like, Sit and talk to camera. Talking about, heads. Y- is that what it's, it's called? It's called a talking head. Yeah. Okay. Or um, a confessional, some people call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, talking head. And then they will then, yeah, bang the client. You see what the client wants. Yeah. So it's like you've got the storyline of a reality TV show and then some porn interlaced into it. So it's but like even less of a storyline than I, actual porn.
1: The thing that I just really found hard to get my head around was that a show on Stan... Like, when we say they bang their clients, we mean like you see their vagina. You not see. Not vi- vagina, vulva. You see you vulva. See the, like, you see dick. You see cock cage. You, you- see.
0: <laughs> there is. There is.
1: <laughs> cock cage! Yeah. See, they, everyone's going to go on Like, watch it. You have it. to watch
0: it. And, and, you know, we started watching it sort of because uh, what were you watching? You were watching P Valley. Oh, yeah. and he's like, I've been watching P Valley. It's very sexy. And I said, if you want sexy. <laughs> I've got a show for you. So we started watching Gigolos. It was, like, it's great watching someone's reaction when they first watch it because you know what's coming, but mm. they don't. So your face was just like, wait, what? What's
1: going on? They're actually banging. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're banging all right. And for ages I was like, "They ha- this no, this has to be actors and stuff. It's fucking not. Mm. That's the bit. Like, I went away and I was like looking it up and like, how are people like consenting to being – they're everyday people. Yeah, they're everyday people. Everyday people are totally okay with like – Having, having sex, yeah, having sex on, on camera on a yeah. TV show. I feel like such a prude because <laughs> you wouldn't do After, that. Well, no, I don't think I would. But it
0: is such a good show. We want we want you to watch it because we want to talk about it because we want to talk about female sexuality and the way that it is presented in this show and how the yeah. show is actually very like sex positive for women. So, uh, also we really want to hang shit on one of the guys that's in the show. It's called, and it, he's called Brace. He's called Brace. Just brace yourself because. <laughs> You're, you'll know, like we said to our friends, we we're like, you've got to go watch it. And then we were like, one of the guys is a real dickhead. And instantly they're like, oh, is it Brace? We're like, yeah, yeah. babe, it's Brace. Uh, but yeah, I, I, su- I suggest watching it because we do want to talk about it and talk about female sexuality you've got in got heterosexual some relationships. You've yeah. got some lockdown homework. You've got some lockdown homework. Uh, and those of you that are not in lockdown because you're out in other states that are not Melbourne, you're just going to have to make time for it. That's it's as simple as that. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. between all
0: of your fancy—I mean, I know events. it's
1: hard. <laughs> I know it's really hard work that we're giving you here. But uh, yeah, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind watching some of this
0: pornography material, yeah, just go and have a little watch, have a little squeeze, even if it's just an episode. But I apparently, you won't—you won't watch. Less than one episode because it's well, so now, addictive. Yeah, so Annie and I are like lying in bed watching it. Liam's lying on the floor watching it. We're all watching it together as a family. We sit down, the three <laughs> of us, to watch uh reality TV porn. So And
1: I tell you what, we spring up at that door when we think that a kid <laughs> might have come out. Yeah. So we are like we're on high alert
0: thinking that a child might walk in at any moment, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't I, happened. Not that good. would be
1: weird. Annie Binks and it, yeah, isn't it
0: bad enough to be walked in on by your children watching porn, but then to have just like this house guest also <laughs> <laughs> What are you guys doing out the bungalow? Nothing, kids, just go back inside. Uh, yeah, so that's that's your homework. Hello. My name is Katya Zamochkova. You know these days being a woman is tough. When I'm not struggling with my weight or worried about wrinkles, I am bombarded by a cacophony of demonic voices in my head telling me now today we're going to be talking about the mental load. Uh, we actually got a letter in from a listener because remember when we used to have listeners give us, ask for advice? That, <laughs> <happened>. that tapered <laughs> off. <laughs> that, where did that, do you guys not want our advice anymore? No. Um,
1: oh, you reckon? I think that it's pretty clear that maybe we don't give good advice. How dare you? Okay.
0: <clears throat> so we've got this letter from a, a listener. Long time li- it's been so long since I've read out I to a listener I don't even know what to say. Okay. Long time listener, I think I've listened to most if not all episodes. Well, thank
1: you for your support. I'm also very sorry that Oh my you god. Yeah, sorry
0: about that. Yeah. Oh, do you know torture. the worst is when people are like, "Oh, I just discovered you're a podcast. I love it. I'm going to go back and listen to every episode I'm we're like, at, No. We're you actually will not. thinking
1: of like taking down <laughs> the first
0: At least the seasons. first ones with that intro babe. I I have nightmares of that. Don't talk about
1: (laughs) it too much because people will go back. Yeah, no, I don't want people
0: to – I don't go back.
1: I actually think – We're taking them down. That's it. And we'll put them in Patreon so people have to pay to hear – no, wow, I don't, I don't,
0: I'm not putting – people are yeah. not paying for that terrible quality $1, content. $1,000 <laughs> per episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, that is something I can justify. Okay. Long-time listener, I think I've listened to most, if not all, episodes. I was just wondering if you have ever touched on young people moving in with partners and trying to get around the subject of housework. We haven't.
1: Mm. We haven't
0: talked about that, but we're about to. Trying not to pin it on man-child behaviour, how to navigate not becoming the parent in that aspect – or not becoming the mother and nagging, which we all know is a cop-out. Mm. Mm. Do, this, we what? do we have a lot to say on this? Uh, I think th- what we can sum that up in is the mental load, um, yeah. which is, you know, a pretty important thing. And we've term. talked
1: about the mental load plenty of times before. You have but- rapped
0: about the mental load on this podcast. I don't know if you've – the mental load is real, so help your fucking wife! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I forgot about that. Dude, I remember that rap very well. So the mental load for people that don't know what that is, is that men will say, I'll help, right? They'll help around the house with the housework, right? But the fact that it's helping means that it's up to the woman to be sort of the manager of the house and to delegate the jobs. And just having that mental load of having to know, you know, homework is due at school that week and this permission slip needs to be handed in and this person needs a doctor's appointment and we're out of milk and you got to remember this like all of that work is assumed to fall on the woman and it's invisible work but it is a heavy heavy burden to bear and it's the work that falls on the women and it's the mental load.
1: Yeah so I'm reading here a definition of it the mental load is the total sum of responsibilities that you take on to manage the remembering of things. It is to do with the emotional labour. Yeah. So, for example, I posted something actually only the other day about the mental load. Yeah, it was sharing someone else's uh, illustration. And the artist is called at underscore happy as a mother. And it says the invisible load of motherhood. This one like saying very, very true. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So it said... The invisible load of motherhood, the stay-at-home mum edition. So these are all the things that they have to emotionally carry, mm-hmm. but they're totally they're, uh, invisible burdens that mm-hmm. they have to carry. So isolation, I mean, we're all doing that now, but yeah, that was certainly something I felt. Feeling undervalued, never being off the clock, so working 24-7, mm-hmm. feeling the need to justify what you do all day, A loss of identity, dealing with criticism from others, lack of adult conversation and relationships, envy your partner's freedom to leave the house, never-ending workload, guilt about not earning income, role work feels invisible feeling like you need to defend your choice. So, like, they're all invisible loads that you have to carry on top of, like, obviously the, the actual work. The actual, actual work. Yeah, exactly. And that's only, like, some of them. And that's why it gets frustrating when
0: you are living with someone. And, I mean,
1: this was a real
0: issue in my marriage, actually. And my advice is just don't move in with a man and mm. die alone. But, um, no, no. But for me, it was like it was so much work in my mind that I would then lose it over the smallest thing. Like someone leaving a teabag in the sink. Okay. Well that is. No, I, I will get into that, but yeah. but I would lose it over a teabag in the sink. And then I look like this irrational person because it's like, it's just a teabag in the sink. What is your problem? But it's like, you, you're you not seeing the, you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. You're not seeing what's underneath and all of the work that I'm doing, because yeah. you're not seeing it,
1: but and you're not there. I used to always go on. I have, it certainly, I don't know, got a lot better for me in time, but it's symbolic. It, it just is symbolic. Feels so symbolic to me that tea bag represents just you don't even have the smallest amount of energy or decency to care and think about me because you know that I'm the one that's going to pick that up. Yeah, and you, that that feels symbolic to me, like. You don't care enough about me to be bothered putting that in the bin. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it felt. I yeah.
0: Uh, I I actually am like getting emotional just talking I about know. it because like it literally can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And during yeah, during lockdown it was really hard for me because I would just oh I mean I don't want to get into it, but it just became really evident to me how much the mental load and how much work I do around the house because usually uh my husband would be at work so I would sort of be like well he couldn't do it right because he's got to go to work and you know I don't work as many hours as he does so like it makes sense that I would be doing all the cooking and it makes sense that I would be doing all the laundry like it makes sense it makes sense but then like (laughs) when he's got nothing to do nowhere to go and I'm working because we were podcasting all during lockdown and you know he'd like come down into the clean kitchen and make cereal and then just leave the bowl there like i just lost yeah. it because it's like it is a, such a sign of disrespect it's like it's not that you haven't been doing it because you've been at work it's because you think it's my job like, like that's yeah. evident now is what it is it's not that you couldn't do it because you were so busy and i was just giving like e- excuses as to why you couldn't do it it was actually because you don't give a fuck when you come home kim major how to use the washing
1: machine? Oh right! Oh, that's all I am no. to you—a slave, isn't it? Well, no. I don't know how to use the no. washing machine either, Brett. I think, unfortunately, there are a lot of people, like a lot of, um and let's like be real—it's women. It's it's women mm. that maybe always have this thing like about the future. If roles were reversed, he would do it for me. Right. That's right. what I used to always tell myself. For example, when Liam was playing football and I was a stay-at-home mum, I was like, yeah, well, football has an expiry date and I'm not going to get in the way of mm-hmm. his football because like, that does end at some point. But when that ends, I assume that when I start doing a career that I love and everything, then he will step up. Step, to step up, yeah. And I think I went through – I mean – Me personally, like Liam had concussion and so his career ended and he actually couldn't physically do a lot. And I think I grieved so hard coming to the reality that, oh, no, when the roles were reversed, he didn't do it. Mm. And it was so heartbreaking for me to realise that, okay, well, I'd done 10 years of – total sacrifice Mm -hmm. and then when the roles did reverse he didn't reciprocate it I mean he does now but he he didn't Mm. he still thought oh no that's not my job and I remember him and I getting in lots and lots of fights about things he's like well that typical I do the work and I've got to go to work and I've got to be on my game and and then well that's the agreement you stay are you you've got to do the housework. I'm like, yeah, but the difference is is that you are going off to live a childhood dream. So many kids dream yeah. to be football players or whatever. And even if you didn't, even if you just had a normal workplace, you're going off to do a job that you have chosen to do and you love. I'm staying home and washing your fucking underwear. That doesn't feel... No. ...fair. And, um, I mean, we've certainly... we. We are miles ahead of where we were when we first started. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's fucking hard. To be honest, I feel like people shouldn't move in as oh, fast yeah. as they do. That that was actually going to be my point. I think, like,
0: for me, what I've learned in, I guess, getting separated or whatever is that I had, I suppose, put marriage as, like, a, a box that needed to be ticked on my list because it's just kind of like when you grow up, that's what you do. You find someone and you move in together and you're a part of a whole and then you'll get married and blah, blah, blah. And that had been sort of like how I lived my life. But then you get married and you're like, maybe this isn't for me. This isn't what I want. Um, but you hadn't questioned it before that. But now I know that like, it isn't actually what I want. And I am really grateful to have learnt that lesson at age 30 because now I'm like, I'm not going to be rushing in. Like like the only way that I've I've realised, like the only way for me to live a life where I don't feel that pressure of the mental load or feeling like I'm let down by someone else is to just not live <laughs> with someone else. Like that's that's it for me. Like I don't want to be rushing into, you know, a relationship where I move in with someone because I, I, it, it's too much. Like I, I'm always going to be, I, I just feel like I'll always be let down. Yeah.
1: I feel when <laughs> heterosexual couples get together, it's a benefit for the man. Oh, hundred percent, right? it's to the detriment of the woman. Every time. It's like,
0: like I, I remember like, you know, I was going through a really rough time during lockdown and I remember just thinking, you know what, like life would be so much easier without a man in my life. Like could just imagine how much freer I would be. And like, then I was just like, well, I don't actually want a man in my life because like, that's why this is why I reckon whenever a woman is like, whenever people get divorced, right. And the woman's like, yeah, that's it. I want a divorce. They have a divorce party because they're like, I'm fucking free. But the man cries because he doesn't know how to use the fucking washing machine. And he's like, (laughs) oh shit, now I have to take care of myself because I haven't had to. Mm -hmm. Like I actually, can you imagine Annie how it would feel to just have someone there that you can just turn to and be like, oh, when's my doctor's appointment? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, what, are we, what are we having for dinner? Like, just imagine. It is so weird. Imagine how fucking yeah. nice that must be. Yeah. What, who's my doctor that I go to? Where's my dentist? Like, mm. imagine how nice that must fucking be to have someone there for you. Having, like, a parent mm. as your spouse. I can't even, I, I literally can't even fucking imagine. And yet, for me, I have to be the that parent. I have to be the one that picks up the slack. Mm. And I have to take care of this
1: person because they couldn't possibly
0: manage it. Like,
1: it's really pissed me off. I think probably about two years ago, and I don't want to make out that my... See, this is the other thing, is that we constantly make excuses, right? And because we feel that people are going to judge our partners mm. if they if we tell the truth. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, but Liam is such a nice person. And he fucking is, right? He, But he's a victim to the patriarchy. His mother, like in his family, yeah. they're, they're gorgeous, but his mother does so much it actually makes me feel ill oh my watching God, her. Yeah. Like things like if she's going away, she will make Liam's father's lunches and dinners to put in the fridge so that he can eat while she's away. Like oh, why in the fuck is for that, right? Fuck's sake. Anyway, so like I understand that Liam also is that that's the way he's being raised and that's Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it was some undoing that I had to do. <laughs> mm. And I think probably about two years ago, I just went, no, nah, not fucking doing it. I am not doing <laughs> it anymore. I'm taking a stand. I am taking a stand. And, you know, I had heard my mother say this before. So my mother's piece of advice oh, to I, me. I, I,
0: honestly, I've written this down because it's stuck in my
1: head. Yeah, my mum's piece <laughs> of advice to me when I first first started living some you know, when you start leaving your toothbrush at their house and oh. stuff to sort of start <laughs> living with them. Yeah, And my mum said... Don't be too capable too early. Yeah, brilliant advice. And I said, what? And she's like, no, set the bar really, really, really low because whatever you do at the start – because I remember that I was making all these beautiful meals (laughs) and I remember I kept cleaning his house. Why do we
0: do that? Like I used to do that too. I remember I had a boyfriend and I started ironing his clothes and the first (laughs) first time his mother spoke to me – because he was like on the phone he's like, oh, yeah, she's here. She's doing my ironing. And his mum was like, put her on the phone. And she was like, he is a grown yes. man. He's yeah. quite capable of doing that. Why the fuck are you doing that? And I was like. Because I love him. Like, why am I doing it? Good fucking question. Yeah, it is that like. Uh, it's a, it's your love language. And you're exactly, like, yeah, and, you're, exactly and you right. want to like
1: show them that I But that's I care thing. for you. Yeah, I'm I care for you, but I'm can... not taking care of you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't anyway, be capable. I, and I did. I was way too capable too early and it just got <laughs> way out of hand. And then I had three kids and yeah. I was like, whoa. But, but I just know, sort of but, gave up two years ago. Yeah. And I know, you know, my mum had said, do that. And I thought, no. But then what happens is I have to live in a filthy house. Yes. I. Mm. So if I give up, he can live mm-hmm. in shit. Yeah. I can remember back to what his house looked like before <laughs> yeah. he met me. Like I, he's more than happy yeah. to live in shit. And to be honest, we did. We just had to like live really gross for a while. Also, I had to give him plenty of panic attacks. Along mm-hmm. the way. So, for example, you were saying, okay, when's my appointment? And he would do that, like, turn to me and i go, I don't know. Babysitter. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you'd, you would be <gasps> like, uh, you're going to oh be in Oh, my God, God yeah. you remember yeah. my life better than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you can tell this. Yeah,
0: so... uh what, were you were going to an engagement party or something and you were like, okay, you have to organize the babysitter. It's your friend's yeah. event. So if you're, if you want to go, then you organize a babysitter. Cause I always do it and I'm not doing it this time. And then like an hour before the event, he's like, when's the babysitter coming? And you're like, no, I told you it's your event. If you want me to come with you, then you've got to organize babysitter and he didn't get one. So you didn't go. Yep, And that's, I mean, it's a testament. And I remember when we went to Amrushiana's show and she made all of the men stand up uh, that were there and she said, you know, uh, you're taking, you know, your wife out. And who organised the babysitter if you, if it was you keep standing, you standing. and they, they, all they all sat down. sat down. Yeah.
1: And it's I just... nearly cried in that bit because I thought, <laughs> do you know what? I obviously had my husband at home, but I had to, like I organised the meal that they ate that night. That's fucked like up. Like why? 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 why did I do that? Why did I do that? No, why do you know why? Because you're like, well, I'm going out to
0: do something so I feel bad. But he would
1: never do that. He would never do that. No. Like and that's I mean, I think they it's funny because I think he does do that now. I feel like Oh, 100%. Do you reckon that like the maybe the pendulum swung oh, the other way massively? <laughs> Now that I now, now that I live here
0: massively, I am I mean I'm so impressed. And like the thing is, like, for me now personally, my kink is just like men cleaning.
1: Like a oh clean pod. You must be so turned on oh, by no, my husband. No no, now. no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: but I mean like for me personally I guess back in the day, if I was looking for a partner or someone that I wanted to date, I had a very different criteria for what I considered attractive mm. or what I would was into. But now it's like, it's, a, it, you know what it is? It's like when you go to buy a fruit, right? I buy seedless mandarins because they're ready to eat. So when I'm going to, I'm not going to buy the seeds cause that's work for me to do. So if I'm looking for a partner, I want them to be like the seedless version. Like you have to be able to cook and clean. Like if I come into your house, it better be clean. You better be cooking vegetables. Like I want, Want to see that you're a ready made meal to go. Like, yeah. I don't have to put in any fucking work because I I can't. Childhood sure, guys that end up dating you love that they're compared to a seedless. A seedless. <laughs> Why? Seedless fruit. mandarins are one of my favourite fruit. Okay. Is it mandarin or mandarin? I call it a mandarin. Mandarin. But I think I'm wrong. Mandarin is the language. I yeah. Think. And mandarin is the fruit, right? Yeah. Okay. And a mandolin. Mandolin.
1: That's, a, that, that's an instrument. And it chops vegetables oh what is it oh i don't know but don't experience how stupid we are keep going okay (laughs) when i first met your father he was loud crude and piggish
0: but i worked hard on him and now he's a whole new person mom he's a whole new person lisa Okay, so during lockdown, I actually went to see a therapist online, which was something that I'd not well, done you, before. You went to see them as in rolled over in bed, <laughs> put your vibrator excuse down, open your laptop. Excuse me, I got into my car and drove out the driveway and called them from there. So it was a very, it was a big event. Did, yeah. I actually did, yeah. So I, prior to getting sober, uh, I, look, I didn't realise this, okay, but basically my therapist just said to me, you sound codependent and I was like, what? I don't know what that means. What? I've like, I've heard the term codependency before, but I'd never like looked into it. And, uh, what it means basically is that like, I tend to attract people with addiction, poor mental health or just like irresponsible people. And I was like looking around at my life and like, yeah, fucking, yeah. Good, good, point, <laughs> good point therapist. Um, but it was interesting because I, I actually like broke down in tears at one point during the session because I mentioned that you know I used to have a drinking problem and I'm sober now, and how much that because I, I, now that I've announced that I've that I've broken up with Palmer. I have received so many messages from people being like, oh, this usually happens when someone gets sober, you know, like gets part of your sober journey. And I was like, no, it's not. Like we didn't break up because I'm sober now and like he's not sober or whatever. And that wasn't why. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, no, actually, I think sobriety did have a big place in it because uh, when you find out uh, that you're codependent and my, my therapist just said to me, she was like, she mentioned it to me, I started researching it and she just said to me, like, could you imagine how you would feel being sober and not having any dependency, like not being dependent on alcohol, right? You've gotten rid of that from your life, but like imagine how it would feel not having like a man child that you're raising. And I was like, uh, uh, I could not, I couldn't even fathom how that would feel because I, when you're codependent, you tend to feel like it's your duty to like help people and take care of them. And that is pretty much like what I've done my entire life. I think that, I meet people and I see that they might be broken or whatever and that I can help them and then I feel like it is my duty to take care of them and that uh, I then start to resent them for it and the burden becomes too much and I lash out and I resent them but it was me who cultivated that environment in the first place and that is exactly what I had done in my marriage like I had felt it was my absolute duty to take care of Palmer And it's kind of difficult when someone points out your behavior to you because I hadn't heard about uh, codependency. And then when you start looking at it, you're like, oh, shit. Uh, You know, this is what I've done. But the thing is with codependency is that you feel that you're – helping the situation, like it's your duty to take care of this person. Um, you get so resentful of their inability to pick up the slack. You, It starts ruining and running your life, right? But actually like you're not helping the situation. That's the thing. It's like the people that were around me that were relying on me on my life. Um, I, yeah, did feel this duty to take care of them, started resenting them for it. But because I was not giving them the opportunity to find out for themselves just how capable they were, they wouldn't ever learn, right? So I just had to take a step back and be like, yeah, this mental load and me taking care of you, like I actually can't do this anymore. You need to take care of yourself because I can't be your parent anymore. And um, I, it got through. It actually got through to him. Like he was like, oh, okay, I didn't realise. Like as soon as I said codependency and explained it to him and I was like, you know um, – this is killing me and I actually have behavioural problems that I need to stop and one of them is taking care of you, like you have to stop this. He then was actually capable of – he was more capable than Mm. I had given him credit and also that he had given him credit for because, yeah, I was like you're pretty pathetic that you can't do this but I'd also never given him the chance. And so for him to get that chance and to take care of himself Mm. helped. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, codependency is a thing that does happen and, yeah, that's probably why my life has Obviously
1: been Obviously so in um, heterosexual relationships the mental load is the biggest burden on the woman for sure. But what we often don't acknowledge is that it's not good for the guy either and not in just the way that, like, they sh- – to be able to look after yourself is a really good thing. mm But also that the person they're living with, the woman they're living with is human and they're going to resent you. And that can't Mm. be good for your relationship. Like your relationship just can't, can't, like that's not a good foundation for your relationship. We do these acts of service because we think, well, we tell ourselves that it's because we love them. Mm. But really what I came to realise is if I truly love Like for me, it was Liam. If I truly love him, then I actually have to pull away some of those things Mm -hmm. because I'm becoming toxic to be around. Yeah. I. Like you're turning me into someone I don't want to be. Yeah, like you're making you were me just saying the words. Person. You were just saying the words just before pathetic, <laughs> and like that cut. You know, um, you cut quite a pathetic figure. Is how yeah, I
0: think like, those were my exact words. I was like, like you are pathetic
1: and resent and all, like none of that is good for a relationship. Oh, and how much do you not want to fuck them either? Oh my god! Oh, like yeah. there is
0: like nothing less attractive to me than like a man that is so pathetic he doesn't know how to use the fucking washing machine. I'm like, yeah. you know, but but to me, like, it's attractive when a man is, like, can take care of himself. Yeah. Like, which, not, not rocket science, really, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to people that are, like, able to look after themselves or that prioritise their own self-care instead of having to rely on someone else to be, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you take care of me? Like, that's not attractive to me. And, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I used to just get so frustrated because I'm, like – like, yes, I like things to be clean. And I think that this is like my biggest point of advice is uh, when you start the relationship or you move in. And I and I don't know if this is like a gender thing or if it's just like some gender norm that like society has like imposed that, you know, women are the clean ones and guys are the messy ones. And I don't think that's the case because obviously there are clean men and there are messy women. That's not the point. But the mental load is real and it does usually fall on the woman. And that's why women start nagging because they're like, hey, you're not picking up the slack. But I think it's really important to be like, this is important to me. Uh, like, really express how important it is, because I don't think that they, I don't think that they realize just how annoyed we get over, you know, how you were saying about the tea bag in the sink, and they're like, oh, it's just a tea bag, and you're like, but it's the symbolicness. It's the symbolicness. It's it's the symbol of what that represents. Is that you don't care? I think explaining to them, you know, I feel. Like you don't care about me when you leave a tea bag in the sink. It's important to me that you respect the space we live in,
1: also don't go about daily life just doing things that you think are normal without sort of bringing them up. for example, don't go and strip the bed sheets and then wash them and then put the bed sheets on and all of you know all of that work was done, and they he's did. none the wiser yeah. <laughs> and he's sleeping in nice, yeah. clean bed sheets, yeah. I think question everything. So, uh, if the bed sheets need doing, you'd be like, "Hey, how long has it been since we did the did the bed sheets? Um, did you did you clean the bed sheet? Like, yeah. honestly, question everything. Um, do you know if we have any? I don't know bread. Like, do you know? Like, mm-hmm. constantly bringing it up and addressing that, even if you go and do it, mm-hmm. just making sure that they're aware that you've done it."
0: Yeah, I know that yeah, sounds yeah. so
1: silly and no, I know that, it no. sounds petty. <laughs> I know that it does. I know it sounds petty. But the thing is, half the issue is that a lot of these things get done and it's like the cleaning yeah. fairies came they in. They
0: literally think a cleaning fairy exists. I think that. Yeah. I genuinely do actually believe that they think
1: that. I just can't understand how <laughs> you can notice that things are messy and then all of a sudden they're clean. But not you know, really. Okay, no? Yeah.
0: But what about this though? Okay. Cause this is the fine line. This is the fine line to cross because we get so used to doing all the fucking work. So then when they do one thing, right. Like they get the dick up. Yeah. Like, no, that, Yeah, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I want to say thank you. And I want to praise you. But mm-hmm. also why am I praising you for doing the bare fucking minimum? Right? Like what's the fine line of being like, thank you. I appreciate that you've done this. But also it's such a rarity that you've done – like do you know what I mean? Yeah, and do they do that every time that you do something? Yeah, you know what I I mean? It's like like, why is it that when a man does, yeah, the bare minimum, we get so excited yet – we get no thanks or congratulations for literally running the our whole fucking house. Yeah, yeah. Like I say thank you because I'm like, oh, like I want them to know that I appreciate it, but I'm also like you should also be doing more. You
1: know, <laughs> like uh, sometimes it can just be the change in language, can't it? It can be just agno- acknowledgement that I can see that you've done it. So I I would probably say something like, oh, I can see that you did the laundry. <laughs> um, oh, I can see you did the laundry. Good yeah, one. Yeah, no, 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 no. I can see that you did the laundry – and I was just about to say that's very helpful, but no. That's I appreciate. Not ha- Thank yeah. you. Well, I, I don't know. know. That's the thing,
0: because then it's just like, it's like you've taken a you've taken a job off my hands is what that implies, isn't it? Jim was nice enough to give me his bedroom, which usually means there are clothes all over the living room. I love Jim. I love that he hooked me up with a job. It's just he uses old T-shirts as wash rags. He doesn't wash his dishes. Apparently they need to soak. Have you? Okay, how about this? All right. Did you or have you, because I've done this, have you? <laughs> I can't believe it gets to this point. Have you done like a roster?
1: Oh, <laughs> and do you know what? Um, that, actually, that's a really good, good thing to bring up. I ended up being so emotionally burnt out and angry and... Borderline, like, I don't think I can do this anymore, mm. that I micromanaged Liam to a millimetre <laughs> of his fucking life. You know? I was yeah. like... Pointing he, at the roster. He, he, excuse me, what day is, is it? It is 4.02 and you need to be... Like, you know, I just thought if I can do that... And I can control – like I can show him where he needs to do yeah. be doing the work because clearly yeah, he doesn't, doesn't know he does, where to do it. He doesn't know, but if it's pointed out to him, then there is no issue, right? It is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> that works for children, okay? Yeah. Children need like, you know, a little bit of a help and assistance to yeah. know. It doesn't work. No. it doesn't. Both you and me yeah, did rosters at the exact same time <laughs> and we're both coming to each other's house and we're like, oh, you know, and, and maybe it works for things like – Dinner, right? Okay, well, you do dinner yeah. this night because I'm working and oh, I yeah, do dinner yeah. that night. That's, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But things like when you're starting to get mm. down to, okay, you need to do the laundry these days and I do, mm. like, it just doesn't work. Okay. Because also you're totally ignoring the fact that you are still being the manager. Yeah, You are still spending the emotional load on running the roster. Mm. And then what happens is you set all of these expectations that if they don't get met, mm. then it is even more devastating. Yeah. It is so much more upsetting. I don't know though, because like at least I felt like with a roster, uh,
0: it was like I had – these are the, this is what I expect <laughs> of you, right? And like, yeah, maybe you don't do the laundry on that day. I get that. But it's like you have it outlined – like, what more? What more do you fucking need? Like, at least it was, like, something to be able to point to. I mean, like, the thing is, as well, like, you're right. It's the management. You become, like, a drill sergeant because you're, like, pointing them at the roster and being, like, hey, how stupid are you that you can't say <laughs> how stupid are you? Like, this was your task for the day and you haven't done it. But, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I felt like the roster – I feel like the roster could work. I Like, in theory, it could work. But the thing is, as well – You've got to specify – like this is, the, this is the issue. You've got to specify the tasks that you expect them to do and those are the tasks that ideally they will do but they won't, won't do, do anything, anything outside of, out, of that. Yeah. So there's like – you can really only ask for like, okay, well, can you just do the laundry on this day and maybe vacuum them up on this day and do one load of laundry and that's all that I will give you. But everything else I'm going to fucking take on myself. Yeah. Like there needs to I be just, a I just – I really don't think it works. I yeah. don't think it works I mean, at we, all we because it's,
1: at the, it's the foundation still – is not stable. Mm. The foundation of that is not stable. And also it is really that imbalance of, like, being their parent. Like, yeah. when I've got a roster on the on the board for <laughs> Maliki, Delphi and Cheska and one for Daddy, <laughs> good boy, he can have a star you get a gold chart. chart. No, fuck that. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. Also, you know, I have come to realise that there is a little bit of uh, – a little part of me too that had to realise – like the humanness. You know, sometimes I let things slip. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. To, well, it's <laughs> to allow okay it because you're to, the one that's going to fucking pick it up anyway. Like yeah, yeah, but you know, with the roster, it didn't allow that. All it did was it would be like, "Oh, well, Liam, you didn't do your fucking thing, and now look how disrespectful yeah. that is." So it just I mean, it didn't work for me. I think that the foundation was just like too Yeah, the roster is sort of like you know, New Year's Day resolution, like, mm.
0: oh, I, you know, I'm going to go to the Isn't gym it? every day and then you get all excited yeah. that this is going to work and then a few weeks and you're like, oh, no, this doesn't work. One thing that I will say that I did use, I mean, this is not, <laughs> this is not uh, going to be, it's going to sound like it doesn't work because I ended up getting divorced, but it did work and I <laughs> recommend it. Having your, your own rooms is like,
1: a really good... I just can't do it. I know you and I think differently on this.
0: Mm. I think though like that there are a lot of norms about people like, oh, well, if you're going to be in a relationship, you've got to move in together and then you've got to have like, you know, the same bedroom and blah, 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 blah. But the thing was, it was like my bedroom was my personal space and I liked it to be very clean and... It was, like, on one side of the bed it was very clean and then on the other side there's, like, you know, shit lying around because, you know, Palmer would just throw things on the floor and then I would be getting really frustrated. And so I moved into my own room and it was such a weight off to have this, like, little clean little sanctuary that was just my space that he could not come into and therefore he couldn't invade with his mess and his smells. Well, maybe there's like, something why do, why said do they for, like, your smell?
1: own... <laughs> Why do men smell? What I is that? Like,
0: why is it that when you walk into their bedroom in the morning, it's musky? It's like this, mm. like, what what smell is seeping out of their pores at mm. night? It's
1: just I just disgusting.
0: Mm. I hate being heterosexual, but get, that's mm. another point for another day. But
1: yeah. Yeah. And I'm not heterosexual. Mm. Like, why would I have done this? To yeah. Myself? Why anyway, didn't you do this? So maybe there's something to be said there about. Having your own personal space, so too. See, I don't have my own bedroom. I love cuddling up to Liam at night, mm. but I I do have out the back here the studio, mm. and um, yeah, but there's someone usually out here having a Maz, So yeah, you can't, it, yeah. it has become very hard <laughs> to use my sanctuary; it's become someone else's sanctuary. Yeah, where
0: are all the men in your society? Men die out many year ago. With all these women around, they will probably nagged to death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this women-only planet is sounding better and better. I'm already looking for apartments. I'll also direct people to Clementine Ford's book, Boys Will Be Boys. Mm-hmm. She has an... or I mean, she talks a lot about the mental load in that, but she has an awesome section in there that really just went, oh, my God, in my brain. And it was about, yeah, when heterosexual couples, the there's often this expectation that the man will go back to work because likely he's earning more and the woman will stay home. It's just, I mean, it's just so normal Mm. that that happens because they have this understanding that the person that earns more money should be going to work. But Actually, she makes a really great counter-argument that it should be the other way around or there should be some other way to divvy up the work. Mm -hmm. And that was like, for example, okay, well, the patriarchy exists. The gender pay gap, for example, exists. The ability for women to climb up the ladder at work is much harder All of those things are factors. So then why are women taking the time out to do all of the primary caring and to carry all of this mental load, et cetera, et cetera, than the man? Mm -hmm. Like why he he can afford to stay out for longer. Like you might not have as much money but the investment is greater if she goes back to work or whatever, if if she wants to. Also around childcare, like there are a lot of people that say, okay, well – he's working, but no, for maybe, maybe her income isn't all that much that when, by the time that you pay childcare, there's not much money left over, if Mm. any money left over. And she makes the argument again, and that, well, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter because it's about the sanity and uh, the identity and of the all, woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought that that was really interesting. And I think that I was stuck, unfortunately. Clementine like released her book after, a bit late for a bit, you, bit late for yeah. me. <laughs> but I certainly was part of that. I was like, well, I mean, it just it makes sense that like I stay home because I especially had three kids, To put them into daycare, I would be at a loss. Like, mm. but then. Why wasn't I? Because then I would have been back in the workforce earlier. I would have been a happier person because I wasn't happy. I was really... Towards the end there, I felt my identity had been completely taken away from me. I honestly felt like I was... Liam's wife and especially because I would be doing meaningful things that I was trying to do from home while looking after three kids and if anything ever wrote about me in like the papers or anything it was always wag like I was so it was always just like Liam's like side that was your identity yeah like
0: actually people still call you a wag uh,
1: yes still like what a couple
0: months ago you were in wags on Instagram and your little head (laughs) I know. Uh, yeah. And it was like tracking like your followers It in was lockdown. tracking the WAG's followers in lockdown and Annie's just like stagnant. Well, i
1: st- <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, so all of the
0: like, WAG heads are moving Going up, up. And yeah. then Annie's just
1: like, like at the bottom. Me. Like Hey, it was a smoother ride. Just like I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you, you flattened the curve. Annie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was flattening the curve. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I love um, you. But yeah, so I was like Liam's back. But then for the rest of my life, I was just the mother of yeah. the, these kids. I but just who was like Annie I was- Nolan? Yeah. Oh, Fuck <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> you. No. Are so mean. <laughs> no, I mean that. Like I know who was Annie Nolan. Yeah, Truly, I didn't even know. Well, because actually, I had- Can I just intercept here? Intercept, interject. Yeah. In, uh, look, intercept's like a football thing, right? Netball? You're a wag. Let me tell you. No, I'm joking. Um oh, <laughs> No, I'm joking. Uh, You wanted to do something with your life and then you went to radio school and you met me, so, like, kind of good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Liam's like, no, Liam's like, I told you to stop collecting animals and I'm really happy that you did that. But now you're collecting friends <laughs> staying with us <laughs> and it's really <laughs> – Yeah, I know. No, nah, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, it's yeah. good that Liam's friends with my friends. so But, it's, yeah, yeah,
0: it's great that we can all watch uh, Can we just together? like go
1: back – oh, yeah, isn't it awesome? Yeah. Can we go back to what the question asked so that we can really
0: just Well, give the advice? question was, you know, do you have any advice of people just moving in with one another and how do you go to not being uh the, nag. the nagger? Like how do you – Yeah, how do you navigate not becoming the parent in that aspect?
1: Yeah, so yeah, uh, certainly take my mother's advice. Don't become too capable too early,
0: and also like unpopular opinion, but pick partners that are that are that are ready to go. Like, I know, like I had a thing of codependency. I would pick partners that weren't capable because that's what I felt like I could fix them or something. I
1: don't know. Like, and it that's not that's me, not something that I want. It sounds to me, Lou, that this writer era mm. has already found herself in the position where she's. I think she's yeah. just moving in. Yeah, but I'm. I reckon that she's already oh, done and she's, she's already started the, done, nagging. Yeah, she's already started nagging. And I like. Or I think or she's
0: just like she's about to move in and she's like, hey. Or maybe she's not. She hasn't even said anything. She's just saying, have you ever touched on the. Do-? She actually might have just been like, have you actually talked about it? I actually don't think she asked a question. I don't think she wrote into us for advice. I I think she just said, have you talked about it? Because I couldn't find that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here it is, babe. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Well, look, no, my advice, yeah. Look, it's hard when you're in that relationship. But I think, like, honestly, open conversation, like, is so important in a relationship. Like, I didn't realise that men had... Emotions and complex ideas and thoughts I didn't know that <laughs> i that was news to me, and it's it's funny because I used to in my relationship, and this is still a relevant point, even though our relationship failed, but well no relationship didn't fail, it just ended, and it's on a different trajectory now. but I think uh, actually talking i I used to not talk to Palmer about things and issues because I would just make the assumption that I knew what he was thinking and I knew how the conversation was going to go. And so then I I would actually talk to him about something and it would be the complete opposite. And he would surprise me with his emotional intelligence and how he could discuss things with me. And so I learned that it's much easier, like that monsters only live in the dark, really. So like talking to them and explaining to them you know, how you're feeling, you'd be surprised that they actually can hear you. It is tough when it comes to housework because there is the patriarchy and there is the mental load and there is, it's, it's not easy work to get through to explain just how it feels. And I don't know if there is like a magical cure or an explanation of how to make it work, but I think like the best place to start is like open, honest communication. Like that's just... Yeah, my point, and and yeah, it is going to be hard work trying to explain and get there, but it's going to be easier in the long run, isn't it? Than yeah. you just being like, well, it's too hard basket. Because I used to go too hard basket and be like, oh, it's you know, easier it's, for me. It's, to it's just, just easier for me to do the dishes. Don't because ever bloody don't, do that. Don't do
1: that. Just yeah, yeah. The other thing is worrying about being a nag is also a product of the patriarchy. Mm. That stereotype of Oh, women are such nags and everything Is only there because it was to shut women up Yes you know? <laughs> like the
0: <laughs> And no <laughs> we one should have shut me up I've got a mic in my motherfucking hand, okay You're not <laughs> shutting me up
1: That only exists because men didn't want to do anything Yeah so don't worry about being a nag. Yeah, do if you know he, what? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like men don't like the mirror being yeah. pointed up to them because they're like, oh, I'm shit. So, like, so I'm going to tell, gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> like, so tell gonna, you that you're the problem. Yeah. You're the one that's a mm. nag. You're the one that's yeah. whining and all of that. They, It's just bullshit. And, and also don't let them
0: invalidate how it makes you feel. I think like, I think that there is this thing like, oh, you left a teabag in the sink. Oh, it's just a teabag. Like, why do you care so much? And it's like, no, I care because it's fucking rude. And like, how hopeless are you? Whatever, whatever your reasons are. But like explain because, yeah, it might just be a teabag to him, but it means a lot more to you. And you can't let them invalidate that just like uh, that you're some sort of prissy person that needs everything perfect There's a greater issue there. So that, yeah. Yeah.
1: I certainly think don't make your love language acts of service. Fuck no, don't make it acts of service. At at the start anyway. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, And if you do want to, if you are an acts of service person- things that are not necessarily necessities like cooking pancakes or things like that yeah, yeah no worries like they they're very cool give, give them a massage gives. you know like give yes. them a massage or something but don't be like yeah. oh i just happened to iron all of your no work yeah.
0: shirts. that's a good point if you are going to do acts of service as your love language then you should make sure it's not housework related yeah because that's going to get things off on an uneven keel exactly Yes. However, any men listening, if your act of service is housework, by oh, all yeah. means, go ahead. Wise guy, huh? If I wasn't so lazy, I'd punch you in the stomach. But you are lazy, right? Ah, oh, don't get me started.
1: Did you have something that you wanted to read out? Oh, oh no. no, I was
0: just going to say, we've. I've got a really good comic that is about the gender wars of household chores. Uh, and it's by a French comic artist called Emma. I'm going to put it in the show notes because I think that it's a really helpful comic.
1: Can we just say... (laughs) What?
0: That you are the one... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that teabag story, that is based in very much in reality. Yeah. That (laughs) first lockdown, I was like, that's it, I'm leaving. And Annie sent me this comic and also an article article that just says, the title is... My wife divorced me because I left dishes in the sink. And I was like, a cup on the sink. A cup on the sink, right? And I was like, brilliant. So I sent that to Palmer. And then, like, two hours later, I called Annie and I'm like, well, Palmer just asked for a divorce.
1: And I felt so bad. I was like, this yeah. is clearly what's going oh. on. Have a read of this. Have a reflect on it. And then she called me and she's like, hi, do you mind if I just drive around and we have a chat in the car because Palmer wants to get divorced? He read that and he thinks,
0: yeah, uh, but right. But how's that though? Like, I'm like, hey, just letting you know that some people get divorced because they left cups in the sink. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to leave you first. <laughs> I'm not picking up that cup, Bianca. I'm just going to get divorced. That would be easier and save me the hassle. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah, okay, no
1: worries. What a (laughs) cop-out. It really didn't have the effect that I was thinking. No, it didn't have the effect. (laughs) I felt so bad, but also I was like, oh, well, God. Oh,
0: it's better to find out now, isn't it, that he's not going to pick up that teabag, (laughs) right?
1: And I'm like, why do you
0: leave a teabag in the sink? And he's like, oh, I don't think about it. And I'm like, but the thing is you leave the kitchen. Like, you have to exit the kitchen. To actually walk out of the kitchen because you 're not in the kitchen anymore, so I know that you've left, and the <laughs> bin is on the way. Like you walk past the bin, so I just don't understand like why it's so hard for you to take that tea bag out of the sink. And then, like when you explain, it really upsets me when I come downstairs and there's a tea bag in the sink. <laughs> and then you have this conversation, and they're like, "Oh, hey, I want to get a divorce over this tea bag in the sink, and then a week later, and then your fucking the teabag is in the sink. Oh, yeah, You have no idea. Yeah, yeah. They you have got, no idea they what got back like.
1: to, They got back together for a bit and there was a teabag in You the have sink no again. idea. You Like, I,
0: I've never, <laughs> like, I can't even, I can't even describe or explain how fucking pissed off I was that there was a goddamn teabag. I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe it. Like, my brain exploded. Like, I, I saw stars. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't, I just was like, you're, you're having me on. Like, this is a... This yeah, can't be this was real, a joke. right? Yeah, like, oh,
1: ha, 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 yeah. you got me. Pretty bad taste joke, but all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But then you're left feeling like the crazy person that's getting angry about a teabag. But then
0: that's the thing, though. I actually, I was almost to the point of being like, okay, now explain to me how you actually have gone to the point of leaving this teabag in the thing after everything that we've been through. Like, I just don't understand. Like, is this... Are you actively making the decision? Like, how are you not? Because you know what I would have done in that situation if my wife was like, hey, I'm going to divorce you because you left a teabag in the sink. I wouldn't fucking drink tea. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I would
1: stop oh, drinking tea. Oh, I know. Right, like I couldn't
0: believe. I would close my T2 membership.
1: <laughs> I'd say, don't even fucking yeah. deliver me anything. I would be like, on, Send in out a West a Buy, drink. Swap
0: and Sell, anyone come around there, I've got so take many Take all te- the mugs. Take, all-
1: <laughs> take everything. I take my pot and kettle. Like, I can't. Have any tea no, in this house? He thought,
0: "You don't know want be a good idea. I might, I might put on a cup. have a cup of tea, <laughs> <laughs> and I might just leave this
1: tea sitting here." <laughs>
0: Fuck. Okay, so I hope we answered your question, which, which, which wasn't a question. Which was the question. I was just like, "Oh, have you ever talked about this topic?" We have now, and also, can you guys please go watch Gigolo's on Stan?
1: Yeah please, please please. I think please. that next week we, That'll be our topic Yeah I think our topic's Going to be
0: Female sexuality Because I do have A lot to say about that I've hit 30 So I'm getting close To my sexual peak
1: Yeah And I've got
0: things To discuss yep. Things that I want To talk about
1: and uh, important viewing for next week's episode to watch
0: Jiggalos. Watch Jiggalos, please. And actually, you know what? Let's put a – we'll put a post in the Facebook group just so everyone can start chatting about Jiggalos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We want Some to hear, feedback. We want some feedback. We yeah. want to know who you think is the cutest. Like it's pretty obvious who the cutest one is. But, you know. Jimmy and Vin. Mm, Jimmy oh. and Vin. But yeah, uh, that's it. We love you all and we will see you next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's that little face I'm for? just so excited I that just everyone's so excited. going to
0: watch Gigalos. I yeah. hope so. I hope you
1: guys do. We just went from like one really shit topic of like, oh, how annoying is it to like, yeah. Bow, wow. Well, like women taking power. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. There's so many points. Like I want to talk about it I now, know. but we're not okay, going okay, to. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. Bye, All right. bye. 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 bye.